Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the Short Box Podcast. Season 9. Yo, check this shit out. The drop that comic book talk show that brings you the best. Shortbox Podcast is recorded live from Jacksonville, Florida. On October 9th, 2023, we lost one of the most creative minds in comics, writer-artist Keith Giffen. On this episode, I'll be discussing the highlights that took place over his 40-plus year career. This is my tribute-slash-artist spotlight, and I just hope I can do the man justice. Keith Giffen was born November 30th, 1952. Steve Ditko and Jack Kirby were the two artists he grew up idolizing. He wanted to break into comics, but wasn't quite sure how to do it. But if you wanted to work for DC or Marvel in the 70s, living in New York gave you an advantage. Keith would say in interviews that he broke in the industry by doing everything wrong. You see, he was a, a hazmat handler and decided to take a week off work to figure out how to break into comics. He wanted to start at the bottom and work his way up. He didn't think he could get into Marvel. He didn't think he could get into Charlton. But Atlas, I can call them up and see if I can get my foot in the door. So he calls Atlas just on the phone, and the, the woman who answered was really nice, really positive. Yeah, bring in your portfolio. We'll definitely take a look at it, but I just got to tell you one thing. Uh, we're going out of business next week. Huh, that's interesting. So now he's got to change up the strategy. So now he figures, well, I might as well start at the top and just kind of work my way down till I get a job. And at the time, Marvel was the top of the list. So he calls up Marvel secretary, not as nice, basically tells him, yeah, bring in your portfolio and you can uh, pick it up tomorrow. So he drops off his portfolio just leaves it, waits a day, actually waits an extra day, and calls up Marvel. The secretary, the stern voice said, get in here now. So he arrives at the Marvel office, the secretary is yelling at him, and he does not realize what's going on. All of a sudden, it dawns on him that he did not leave any contact information with his portfolio, just his name, no phone number, no address. They needed him ASAP. So what had happened is an artist backed out of a story and writer Bill Mantlow just happened to see his portfolio and said, hey, I like this guy's stuff. Why don't we get him? Talk about right place, right time. Keith Giffen's first work would be a black and white short story, The Sword and the Star. This would appear in the magazine Marvel Preview, issue four in January of 1976. Later that year, he would co-create Rocket Raccoon with Bill Mantlo. Rocket Raccoon would have a cult following over the years, but in 2014 and the release of Guardians of the Galaxy, Rocket became a household name. And according to Giffen, he wasn't getting steady work at Marvel at the time, so he went to DC to work on All-Star Comics towards the end of 1976. 
Now, All-Star Comics had a run. The original run was from 1940 to 1951, and the revival started in 1976 when Keith came on board. However, they did not bring Keith in as the artist, but basically he was going to provide breakdowns for the legendary, but at this point in his life, past his prime, Wally Wood. Now, breakdowns are sort of like, I guess, storyboards for movies. Um, it provides the placement of images. It basically does the storytelling part of comics. That way the artist can just go in, they know where to draw what, and basically saves time in the comic making process. Now, you would think working hand in hand with a comic book legends would be a, a great opportunity. Unfortunately, Keith did not see it that way. And in his own words, he said he did not realize the uh, the benefit of working with a Wally Wood and at the time Carmen Infantino. You know, I do believe doing breakdowns at this time, he was starting to show his his knack for storytelling and pacing. And even Wally Wood was very complimentary, enjoyed Keith's breakdowns and his layouts. I'm going to go on a little Wally Wood tangent here just because the story is so, so ridiculous. And Keith Giffen is involved with it. So this is the origin of Power Girl, or I should say, I guess Power Girl's large breasts, which is kind of her iconic feature. Um, so basically how this happened was Wally Wood was convinced that the editors were not paying attention to any of the work he's, he was turning in. And like I said, Keith Giffen is doing breakdowns at this time. So what Wally Wood decided to do was to draw her breasts larger every issue until the editors notice. And from what I've read, it took them seven or eight issues to finally catch on. So that is the origin story of Power Girl. Keith would leave DC, I believe due to a, due to frustration and a falling out with writer editor Paul Levitz. So now Keith has returned to Marvel and has a 10-issue run on The Defenders. And just so you know, this all happens in 1976. Two gigs at Marvel and a gig at DC. And his art at this time is probably some of my personal favorite. It's a very, very cool, very kinetic uh, Jack Kirby-like style. Unfortunately, Keith still was not happy at Marvel. He delayed the final Defender story by turning in pages out of order, causing a real clusterfuck with the artists and writers. They actually had to get Michael Golden and Dave Cockrum to do some fill-in pages that Keith had not turned in yet. And by 1977, Keith Giffen was out of the comic book industry. In later interviews, Keith Giffen would take full responsibility on how he left Marvel. He would say he was uh, never on time, full of excuses, I was an asshole kid off the street who thought he knew it all. For three years, Keith Giffen believed he was exiled from the comic book industry. He was working odd jobs, like he was repoing cars and selling vacuum cleaners door to door, but he was still drawing. It was Keith's wife, Anna, who convinced him to give them a call. She basically said, give them the chance to hang up on you. Give them the opportunity. Get some closure one way or the other. And in 1980, Joe Orlando of DC gives him a second chance, but with this caveat. You've been an asshole. We're putting you on probation, but you're going to learn this time. We'll put you on a few ghost books. And to his credit, Keith Giffen worked his way back up and landed Legion. The year is 1982. 
writer-editor Paul Levitz and Keith Giffen join forces to take on the Legion of Superheroes. Now remember, it's only six years ago that these two guys had a big falling out at DC, but now they're teaming up to take on a title that nobody really wanted. A, they weren't really popular at the time, and B, with over two dozen main characters, that's a lot of people to write and draw for. Now, The Legion of Superheroes, this run deserves its own episode, so I'm going to basically just go over the, I guess, bullet points to why it is so celebrated. Now, it's the Great Darkness Saga that puts these two on the map. This story introduces Darkseid to the Legion. This not only elevates the Legion, but it also elevates Darkseid to the elite villain level. It was a combination of Paul's linear storytelling and Giffen's unrestrained creative thinking that made this team work. Plus, they both shared the love of Kirby's fourth world. Giffen's art at the time was definitely influenced by George Perez and Jim Starlin. He overhauled the visual style, creating bizarre aliens and machinery. He wanted it to look like the future, unrecognizable to comic readers. Legion became DC's top-selling book behind The New Teen Titans by Perez and Wolfman. Keith would even joke that he wanted to be number one, even if it was just for one month. And it was also during this run that Keith decided he wanted to write. In 1983, him and writer Roger Slifer co-created Lobo and appeared in Omega Man number three. Lobo was originally created as kind of a, uh, a parody of the violent vigilante superheroes at the time, like Punisher and Wolverine. Even Keith himself would be surprised on how popular that character would become over the years. In 1985, Giffen had the opportunity to write and illustrate the miniseries Ambush Bug. And this is where he found his voice as a writer. Ambush Bug was a wisecracking, fully aware, fourth wall breaking character. It was a Deadpool type humor five years before appearing in X-Force. His art style would also change and that would land him in some controversy. There you have it, Short Bikes Nation. That's the end of the show. Thank you for hanging out. Thanks for being here. And a special shout out if you made it this far. If you enjoyed this episode and you have some thoughts or comments that you want to share with us, write us at theshortbikesjacks at gmail.com. And if you really like this episode, help us spread the word. Share this episode with a friend or someone you know that loves comics as much as we do. And don't forget to leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It takes two minutes tops and it would mean the world to us. So leave us a review. Now, if you want more content like bonus episodes or perks like early access and commercial free episodes, and in some cases, free comic books, consider joining our Patreon community at patreon.com slash the short box. It's an easy and very affordable way to support the show and get rewarded for being a fan. Once again, sign up at patreon.com slash the short box. Speaking of our Patreon community, I want to give a big shout out to our current members, including Adam Chitani, Tony A. Uppy, R.C. Gamut, Blake Simone, Blythe Brumleaf, Bo Evers, Brian Brumleaf, Chad Landenberger, Chris Hacker, Chris Jinks, David Morales, Triple D Mystic, Dominique Jackson, Errol White, Edbot 5000, Generation Jaguar, Greg Hopkins, Greg Lichtig, Henry Hernandez, Herschel, Hydrus96, a.k.a. Mac, Jay Sinner, Jeff Fremid, Jerome Cabanatan, Joshua Miller, Justin McCoy, Kara Reichart, Cassie Whitley, Corey Tordeson, Matt Godwin, Amanda Marin, Nick Wagner, Podcasters Assemble, Stephen Gamut, T-Mix, 
The Wait For It Podcast, Thomas Pandich, Thurian, Trey Namo, Walter Gant, Warren Evans, and Zach Armour. Thanks again to everyone that listens and supports this show. Be sure to come back next week for a new episode. And most importantly, take care of yourselves, read a good comic, and continue to make mine and yours short box. I'll catch you soon. Peace.